in swinger. Oh, oh and the goal! The Republic of Ireland oh. have scored! John Egan with his first ever international goal! What a moment for Stephen Kenny! Full live commentary of the Republic of Ireland against Lithuania this Tuesday on OTB Sports Radio. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Now, I'm delighted to say Matt Holland is with us. Matt, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Well, thanks. Yourselves? Yeah, pretty good. Um, there is a lot of enthusiasm around. There's a lot of hope. There's um, a lot of credit going around. What was your take? What was your immediate aftermath feeling about the 2 all draw at the weekend? Well, I thought it was a good performance. I thought, obviously, the, the first half an hour was difficult. Didn't get much of the ball. Um, it was played at a, a slower tempo. Uh, and Belgium totally dominated, really, for that first half an hour. Um, but after that, I thought we um, we we did much better. We we lifted the intensity. Um, I thought we pressed better. Um, I thought that started from the back. John Egan and Seamus Coleman both trying to um, follow their their forwards into midfield and win the ball higher up the pitch. Um, so I think it finished much better than it started. Uh, and I think there was a lot to to enjoy about the game at the weekend. Just on that, Matt, you're on about um, Coleman and Egan pressing high up the pitch, and I, that was extremely noticeable for for Coleman for the chance that Robinson nearly scored. Is that a product of um, playing five at the back or three at the back that you can basically say to one of your centre backs, "Don't worry about going high up the pitch because we will have cover uh, in the event of that." Yeah, I think that's that's true, and I also think the position of Josh Cullen helps in that as well because he's so disciplined in the job that he does in, in front of that back three as well. So I think it, it gives the likes of Coleman and Egan that security and licence that if they do go forward and get caught higher up the pitch, they've got someone in Josh Cullen who's quite happy to fill in in one of those positions as well. So uh, I think it's a, a mix of the fact that it's a back three, but also the discipline of Josh Cullen just in front of them. And do, do, as, a, as a midfielder, do you, what do you make of Cullen's role for Ireland in terms of how he's sort of exploded from left field onto the scene and how important is he to them? I think he is incredibly important. I, I think he's, um, he's, somewhat, he's an absolute manager's dream because you, you know what you're going to get from him. You know the, 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 um, the effort, the commitment, the desire that you're going to get from him. But the discipline that he offers you as well, because, you know, I, if I was playing in that position, I'd probably at times get a little bit frustrated, um, feel as though I could, you know, perhaps go a little bit higher up at times, maybe vacate my position. But Josh is very happy just to stay in that area um, and, and try and patrol in front of that back three. Keeps it quite simple, keeps the ball moving. Uh, I think he's a, a really, become a really important figure in this in this Stephen Kenny side. What, what uh, from this game, what can they take because some of the games that we've we've played recently, we've kind of won relatively comfortably uh, over the, like, and I'm talking the immediate short term before this, but it was never against a team as good as this. And, you know, I, I know that Belgium didn't have their very top tier players, so um, we're not getting too carried away here, but it was a good, a good side that Belgium played. They still have really good strength and depth. So what are they going to take away from those games where we aren't going to have uh, a lot of possession um, what did you see in terms of it, uh, being adaptable against superior opposition well I think you're absolutely right it's a, it's a great game to try and show the progress that's been made under Stephen because I think in the first 12 months we know it didn't go to plan um, but there's a lot of experimentation a lot of debuts um, and a lot of changes and a lot of problems that Stephen Kenny encountered in that first 12 months since then it's become more settled and I think if you look at the, the, the game against Luxembourg last time, then this one against Belgium, if he could, he probably would have selected the same team. Even though there was such a big gap between the two matches, 
if if um, Gavin Pizzuno had been fit, then he probably would have played. And if Adam Eder had been fit, he might well have played up top. And it would have been exactly the same eleven. So we're seeing a more settled environment, I think, now with this with this island team. Um, I, I think we. I think I learned that Callum Robinson's probably not a number nine. I. I I mean, I know, I know he can play in that position. I know he can play up front. He's very versatile. And I think there was a lot of rotation, actually, about that front three of Benny, Jason Knight and Callum Robinson. But I think he's slightly better when he's maybe slightly wider or slightly withdrawn, coming to get the ball slightly deeper. Um, but I, ju- I just think we're, we're seeing now the fruits of, of a lot of hard work over the last couple of years. And we're seeing a more settled team from the experimental side that we saw, say, 12 months ago. They just seem happy players as well, don't they? I mean, is it? It must be important, Matt, that you go into, um, you go on your international break, and even if you're brown, you're coming off the bench. You want to make an impact, even if you're not playing. They, and they seem, I don't know, they, they, their body language for me is just chalk and cheese compared to the Ireland of maybe five years ago. Well, even even a couple of years ago, when you're mm. losing, you know, you're losing some 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 games that you feel as though you, you shouldn't lose. You know, home to Luxembourg, you know, you're coming off the pitch. Even a year ago, yeah. Exactly, and the, dev- the devastation of those moments, and you know that the stick that you're going to get from the likes of us, and the, you know, the, in, the, in the media, and, the, and, and you know, reading the, the rate, uh, ratings in the paper, and all that sort of stuff, and the, uh, the slaughtering that you're going to get for for, um, for for a poor performance, all of a sudden now there's a lot more confidence about going into games, and, and that you're going to win matches. Um, obviously, <laughs> scoring goals helps as well, um, which has which has been better. Obviously, that was a, that was a problem, um, and still not not perfect, but but certainly looked like we're creating more um, and, and scoring more. So there is a, a lot more confidence about the group now um, going into matches that they can they can create chances and then get good results. Talk to us a little bit about the deficiencies from the game. Um, the the two goals that were conceded and some of the other chances that were given up. Um, that that's the type of thing that will annoy a manager, but at the same time. You know, um, it's uh, it is a friendly. That's kind of the point of this: is you get those little quirks out, and you make sure that they don't happen in the competitive games. From well, from the set piece, is it just is it is it just you sit there for a couple of hours in the video room until everybody's so bored, or they're never going to do that again? <laughs> There'd be an element of that, definitely. I mean, if you know, if you're a manager watching that one back, you'd be scratching your head as to to how he got a free header, but also there was a man next to him who was free as well. So it wasn't just one man who was free; there was two that were free. Um, so you will be scratching your head as to as to how that happened, uh, and that is one that they will run over, over and over and over again and, and try and sort out. The first one, I think, you can forgive a little bit. Look, the, the team wants to try and play out from the back. That's 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 the way it is that's the nature of this of this side now um you know it, it, yes you can mix it and yes you can go long at times and actually there was there was occasions when i felt that we didn't go long enough at times because Jadosi Ogbené made in the first 20 minutes he made three or four runs in behind the belgian defence and i'm thinking just play him in just play him in let's try and, let, let, let's just turn them because they were trying to play quite high up and we're having a lot of the ball um and we didn't take that opportunity and we, we continue to try and play a little bit too short at times but it's the nature of, of the side and the, and the style of football that Stephen Kenny wants to play that he wants to try and play through midfield so I can I can sort of I think you can forgive that that first goal and, and the way he took it as well I mean I, I, Sheamus will come under a bit of criticism for showing him inside and opening the goal up And but I mean the way he took it so quickly I think it was such a difficult one to defend against and, and I give Kelleher absolutely no chance to save it the second one is definitely one that you're going to look back and think mm, we can do a bit better with that one yeah, and uh, like I think in terms of depth as well, it is quite interesting. If you look at um, Omoba Medele, um, Daryl O'Shea, 
Gavin Bazunu, Adam Ida, and then you've like Obafemi, who may come into the mix, and Connolly, who've been, you know, reasonably, um, especially Obafemi playing well at championship level. Um, young players coming through. I, I don't know, there are reasons to be positive, I think, anyway, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. I think, that, look, we're going to see changes, aren't we, tomorrow? There's going to be some rotation. Um, the, the nature of some some of the, uh, the the players that are involved in, in Premier League struggles. Um, you know, Seamus Coleman, will he play? I mean, will he will he be rested? You know, the, there's going to be there's going to be rotation and changes. So we're going to see players come into it. I mean, look, Nathan Collins at the back is only twenty. Um, you know, Ryan Manning, uh, Dara Shea, Jason Malumbi comes back into it. So he's he's got another opportunity possibly from from the start. Um, I, th- I expect Will Keane will probably get the nod from the start again. He's got 20 goals this season for Wigan. Um, so you're right. And then there's the players that are not here who are, who are unavailable as well. So we are starting to see a, 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 a deeper squad, if you like, as well, and a bit more competition for places, albeit you know, it, it, it has been a, a fairly settled team the last few matches. Uh, we're very excited about Jason Knight and the, the progression in his career and the amount of game time that he's had at this stage um, for, for somebody so young. There's a good chance if Derby go down, as we expect at this point, that he gets picked off and, and released. And what What is his level um, and what's his best position in your view, Matt? Great, great question. I mean, I, what is his level? Who knows? Who knows? Because a lot can change. You know, there's players who, uh, who come onto the scene very early and fade away very quickly. There's others who come late and, and, and you know, develop their game um, at a much slower rate, but, but they have a very good career. Um, with Jason, I, I'm really not sure what, what his level is. I, I, you know, I, I'm confident that he could play at, at the top level. Um, and and he's, he's a player that really excites me. I love his energy. I love his I love his running ability. I love his, his touch and his awareness. And um, it's awareness know, and kind of game intelligence with him, isn't it? Yeah, positions to 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 pick up, positions to run into, um, to stretch the pitch at times. Um, when to when to go long, when to come short. He's he's got he's got a good football brain, and um, he's someone that's that, that has massively impressed me. I mean, I, look, I honestly think you could play him a little bit deeper. I think he could he could come from deep. Um, I, I, but I, he's, a, he's a player that I, I've got a lot of confidence that he will have a long, long, successful career and will play at the very, very highest level. He's, he's, he's a player that does excite me. We, we had a long debate about what the best formation for this Ireland team was as Kenny got the job and and he developed and evolved. And then it's clear at the moment that the three at the back is the, is the direction he's going for now. But there is a world in which we suddenly have a bunch of young, very energetic midfielders like Knight, like Malumbi, like Josh Cullen, and maybe a, a three in that central area is is the direction we should go for the World Cup qualifying campaign, or by the end of the Euros, we could be getting there. So, you know, the, it's kind of unwritten for where Knight will will be if he's kind of, you know, somebody who is hard running and running past the the forwards. Yeah, he could play. He could play easily. I mean, look, you could play two split strikers um, and one in behind as a number ten which Jason Knight could play in. I think he could play a little bit deeper if, if need be. You're absolutely right that the three suits us. I, I said that as soon as, as, as Stephen Kenny got the job because when you're looking at the personnel uh, in, in the squad, you know the, the players at the back all played in the back three at club level, John Egan, Shane Duffy. Um, to get Coleman and Matt Doherty in the same team, it, it probably had to be a, a back three. Um, so so I always felt that back three was, was the way to go. Um, and now you're right. I mean, look, against the very best teams, it might be 
that we have to adapt that a little bit, just that that front line, uh, maybe drop one in as a, as a number 10 because you know, a lot of teams play three in the middle of the pitch and you, you know, you've got to be careful of that at times. So it, it might be that we adapt it and have two, two quick players up top who split. And um, I mean, look, it, it'd be interesting to see what, what happens against the very best sides, but it, it's options. You know, I think the back three absolutely is, is, cast in stone and then and then you know you're gonna have your two holding midfield players is it gonna be one in front is it gonna be two ahead and one up front I mean it, it, that's that's what Stephen Kenny's asked to decide game to game but I think that's the only area where we'll see any change in terms of the formation do you think tomorrow night map we'll see more maybe more evidence of the kind of um the useless uh you know addition to to the kind of tactical side of things uh, in possession and so forth where um because obviously like there's a lot of chat about Andy Barry and the role he played uses very well regarded this is a game where we'll have probably 70 percent 67 percent possession something like that will it will his impression kind of become evident do you think maybe I mean look he hasn't had a lot of time has he let's be honest it's it's um he's not had a great deal of of time on the training ground with the players particularly um i i know he's he's a well regarded coach and um you know it will be interesting to see what 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 what, uh the way we go about things tomorrow and if there is any influence from from john eustace but i think it's still very early in in his time and it's it's a case of him trying to get to know the group get to know the players getting to know you know how things are done um and 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 uh so so i think it's it's still very early really to see to see what he's going to bring to the party but but certainly he's a, he's a well-regarded coach and, and I'm looking forward to seeing his influence in the coming months It, it is quite stark though isn't it that um, the, the difference in the kind of almost like slave slave to the narrative philosophy of the early Kenny days of passing out from the back and you know we saw what happened in Faro and to a lesser extent even against Serbia where there is this more pragmatic kind of you know don't be afraid we've pace on the on the break here mix it up a bit Absolutely, I think I, as I said, I, I think even in the early stages of the Belgium game, we didn't do it enough. Mm. I think because because Old Benny made made three or four, as, as I say, really good runs, um, and no one saw him or or didn't play it. And and so, absolutely, I think it's it's right to mix it up. You can't be you, you can't be a team that just plays in um, in front of teams. You've got to be able to get in behind them. And when we've got the pace that we've got at the top end of the pitch, then we have to utilise that. We can't be we can't be a side that just says, yeah, we'll keep the ball, keep the ball, keep the ball. At the end of it, there has to be some sort of penetration. And and uh, I think that's what we're seeing now. Um, but as I say, in the first 20 minutes of the game on Saturday, I still felt that we didn't do it enough. What should the ambition be? Uh, we, we've seen the importance of the uh, Nations League and progress progress through the Nations League. The, the teams who are using it as a method to actually find your best team, find your identity, find your style of play, get big crowds in for the home games. They're the ones who are progressing as we're seeing through the, the qualifiers and, and the playoffs at the moment. So it is actually important. Kenny, Kenny made a rod for his own back by saying he thinks we can get out of our group and we can progress and get up to the top tier. But in another way, while it's very un-Irish to be that ambitious publicly, maybe it's exactly the right thing to do. Absolutely, crikey! I mean, you know, you've got to set yourself targets. You've got to sell, you've got to be ambitious. There's, there's, there's no point playing the game if you, if you're just taking part. You know, you have to ultimately get results. I mean, you know, even at the start, everyone was hoping that Stephen Kenny would turn things around, um, but the results weren't coming, and there was going to be a kind of stage where everyone was going to, that, that pressure was going to come on top of, of Stephen. Um, but as it is, he has been able to turn that around, and I think he has to be ambitious. He has to set himself those targets, and um, and so yeah, w- w- the immediate aim is yeah, do well in the Nations League. But the ultimate aim 
to qualify for Euro 2024. Like obviously, obviously, we want to qualify, but I, I didn't see, I didn't see any reason for the criticism or like the suggestion that he shouldn't have said that we can top this Nations League group because for me, this is eminently achievable with this Ireland team. Definitely, definitely, I agree. I mean, you know, I, th- I think we are more than capable of, of doing that. No problem at all. Um, so, so he has to, he has to be ambitious. I mean, I, I, I don't get it either. I mean, I, I didn't even know there was criticism of him for, for saying that because um, I think it's the, exactly the right thing to say. You know, you're a group of four teams, and, and we're we're a team that in good form, playing some good football, confident team. Why can't we win the week? We're in the group. I, I do, I do think like the days of when Matty was playing in that era and. It's twenty years ago now, but I do, I do think this is the best team or the best the best vibe we've had about an Ireland team. Um, I think since that time, Maddie, where in fairness, in your era, like we had proper world class players in attacking positions that we probably still don't have. But I don't know. Do you do you feel that we might be hopefully come back to that level? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to to qualify for the for the major tournaments and. Nice to qualify for a World Cup. I think that's that'd be the the ultimate aim. It's, as you say, twenty years since we we did that. So it, there's been a lot of World Cups since we since we last qualified. So I think that's that's probably the I said the ultimate goal being qualifying for Euro 2024. Yeah, I'd love you know we'd love to, but I think the the World Cup in in 2026 would be the dream really. So yeah, I, I get a nice vibe about it. I think I think I'm excited about where we're going and and how we're playing and and hopefully that those those um, ambitions can be realised. So, um, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, we don't have a Robbie Keane, someone who's going to score you 60-odd goals for international level, which is just a ridiculous number. Um, we haven't got that at the moment, a Damien Duff who, who, who can you know, do something out of nothing. Um, but we, we have got some good players. We've got a good uh, vibe. We've got a good team look about us at the moment. And, um, and they, they are the ambitions that we, we've got to try and rise to. Would you make many changes for the game against Lithuania or would you try and keep as many as you can without annoying your club managers? Difficult balancing act, isn't it? Because 